0: Hi everyone! Welcome to another episode of Lifestyle Tuesday. I'm really happy that um, you know it's been going well for every week now, and I hope that um, you have gained a lot from this too. Um, just wanted to do some admin today. So, um, you know, if you miss the Facebook live, you can always have the recording if you're in the Facebook group. Um, otherwise, you can always check out the episode of my podcast Thriving with Nourish Meal Health. Um, and also, if you're listening to the podcast right now and you want to join the Facebook group, uh, feel free to type in facebook.com slash meal, and that will take you to the group. Um, you know, it's very, very awesome to have um, a variety of women in the group who have all kinds of different hormonal balances and they all come together to learn from each other so i really encourage you to do so so today um, i want to be talking about important thyroid nutrients and foods and i was thinking about it today i was thinking okay so maybe i should have done a video about the thyroid because maybe people don't know what the thyroid is so um, I'm just going to break it down real quick and then we'll get into the nutrients and the food, okay? So I know that there are women following me and also in the Facebook group who have thyroid conditions. Um, and thyroid, you know, those, um, those who have thyroid conditions are like hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism or even autoimmune thyroidism. Um, and so, you know, you might be thinking, what is the thyroid? And the thyroid is kind of like a butterfly-shaped gland. That it's um based within near your collarbones. And it's basically like a master gland or like a master messenger. Just think about that, like a relay system. And so um your brain actually um tells your thyroid to produce more thyroid hormone if there's not enough um, optimal functioning in your body or not enough fuel optimization in your body. So the thyroid is responsible for um, fueling all the cells in the body to carry out different functions. It also helps to regulate our temperature, our, um, you know, ability to lose weight or gain weight, our metabolism, basically. Um, And it also helps with like so much other things, like everything to do with bringing our body back into balance that thyroid is responsible for and so it's actually really really important to th- think about our thyroid especially for women because women are more um, at risk of developing you know problems with the thyroid and also we tend to be very deficient in nutrients that require um, our thyroid to function properly And so, um, you know, if you have hypothyroidism, for example, um, you might be having trouble losing weight. You might be feeling cold all the time or the outer, you know, one third of your eyebrows thinning. You might experience hair loss or dry skin. And, you know, even if these symptoms are not drastic, even if you have like a little bit, that could be a sign that you're having subclinical hypothyroidism. And as I've told my clients before, those who have thyroid issues, that the conventional testing is really not adequate at all to um, diagnose you as, you know, whether you have hypothyroidism or not. And that could be a whole nother video. Um, So basically, what you want to do is have your lab tested. And when I say lab testing, it always includes a full thyroid panel. So, you know, in conventional testing, they only test for TSH, which is thyroid stimulating hormone and this is actually a brain hormone and this you know occurs when your brain um, realizes that okay you know the lower part of your body is not really doing well Uh, we need to secrete more uh, thyroid hormone and so basically it's just a brain hormone and so when we test that it just tests you know, it just signifies that okay, your brain's working, right? Or like, you know, this messaging is working. But down the line, we really want to think about okay, the active form of thyroid hormone. So, TSH um, causes the thyroid to produce T4, and T4 ultimately converts into T3 in the liver, but also in the cells themselves. And so. Um, There's not enough um, lab testing that goes around that actually checks for the levels of free T3, which is the active form of thyroid hormone that we really need to know if it is sufficient enough. Because if it's inadequate, you will likely have symptoms of like fatigue, low energy, um, your circadian rhythm might be off, you might be feeling, as I said, you might be feeling really cold or brain fog. And just think about like if you have a sluggish thyroid, you have sluggish everything. Your digestion's impaired, your motility, your bowel movements might be constipated, for example. And those are very classical symptoms of hypothyroidism. And of course, if you have autoimmune disease, um, that just means that your body's attacking the thyroid cells um, in, you know, in, in a misunderstanding, in a confusion. Um, and that also requires you to really heal your gut and um, do a lot more things to help heal your thyroid and I won't go into that today so I want to talk about um, what are the most important nutrients for the thyroid and the first one is healthy protein and why I say this is um, the most important amino acid for the thyroid is tyrosine and just bear in mind that tyrosine um, can be depleted if you're on anti-anxiety or antidepressant drugs and so you know this is very common right if you have a thyroid issue very common you might also have like a mood imbalance or you might be having like mood swings or you're feeling really sad or depressed um, and if you take antidepressants uh, thyroid hormone you know it's really um, sorry tyrosine the amino acid is really important to make thyroid hormone and so if you're on the medication sometimes that depletes that process and so tyrosine, you know, it's um, it helps to build protein in your body and it requires good absorption. So sometimes, um, you know, when people have acid reflux or if you're taking proton pump inhibitor drugs or even Tums, for example, that can actually... Um, Impair the breakdown and the absorption of tyrosine, and also later, you know, later on, we'll talk about other nutrients that can be affected by using proton pump inhibitors. So definitely, do not take any acid-suppressing drugs, and if you have acid reflux, that is not, um, you know, that is not because you have low stomach acid. It's basically the acid is in the wrong place. It's in your, you know, esophagus instead of the stomach. So um, that is one important thing to note. And so, if you also have low protein intake, maybe you're a vegetarian, for example, you really want to be try. Uh, you really want to try and find um, other ways to get this uh, amino acid into your diet. So the second um, nutrient I want to talk about is iron, and you know, iron deficiency is really common in women. And also, you know, for some of us who have heavy flows every month, um, we might be really anemic just one week out of the month or if you constantly are feeling fatigued that can you know be very prolonged and um, you know I've been hearing from my clients that most of them are actually really low in energy and I just want you to think right now if you can rate your energy level on 1 to 10 what would it be? if you are below a six that's not really good like you want to be at least seven and above every single day that means that your mitochondria is functioning well that your cells are functioning well your thyroid is pretty good um you know you don't have to depend on coffee to get through the day or some kind of stimulant um and so the best test for iron sufficiency is actually ferritin it's not just iron so if you want to think about um you know lab testing try to get testing for ferritin because ferritin is the storage form of iron Um, and so iron from vegetable sources um, is actually harder to absorb compared to animal sources and so this you know again spells kind of like a little uh, caution for vegetarians or vegans Um, just try to make sure you get iron from like a supplement or you know some kind of um, iron injection or dosage from your, your practitioner if if required because when you are anemic um, it can not only make you feel tired but obviously um, it also is implicated in red blood cells and you know oxygen carrying capacity so that it can also limit the amount of oxygen that your cells get in your body, and that can create a vicious cycle, right? If your cell doesn't get enough oxygen because there's not enough hemoglobin, because there's not enough iron, then your cells are not going to be able to produce um, enough fuel in the form of ATP. And so in that sense, then your thyroid is not able to, um, you know, um, help your cells to be optimal in... in uh, production as well so we just want to think about that and then also you know i talked about using proton pump inhibitors earlier or if you have acid reflux just bear in mind that um, iron can also is really really notorious to break down and it can really be affected by insufficient stomach acid or impaired nutrient absorption in the intestines so again gut health is really important here because you can eat all the kale you want or you know all the like superfoods that you want but if you're not digesting and absorbing well then you don't have the nutrients that you need for a thyroid a healthy thyroid so the next um, nutrient i'm going to be talking about is zinc and zinc i guess you know a A lot of you might know now that zinc is really important for the immune system. Um, But zinc is also important for the development of red blood cells, white blood cells, for example. So it has a um, really important component uh, where we think about optimal health. And zinc is really common in animal foods, especially seafoods and especially oysters. So if you like oysters, this is good news. I, lo- I know I love oysters, so I'm really, really excited whenever I eat them. Um, and, so, and if you're not a seafood person, you can also find zinc in eggs and beef. Um, and if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, zinc is mostly found in chickpeas and pumpkin seeds. And, you know, I always like diversity. So if you're able to get all of these foods into your diet on a consistent basis, that is going to help your thyroid to function better. Uh, excuse me. That's gonna help your um, thyroid function better, and also zinc is um, really helps with ovulation and also um, PMS symptoms. <coughs> Excuse me, um, PMS symptoms and also uh, low libido. So zinc on all fronts is not only helping your immune system, but your hormones, your reproductive health, and also your thyroid. So definitely want to take note of. And I just wanted to also point out here that zinc and copper are usually competing to bind to cells in or to receptors in the cells. So, um, you know, for someone who is a vegetarian, most plant foods contain more copper than zinc. And also, if you are on the marina IUD, chances are you might have uh, more copper in your blood levels compared to zinc. And so you know we always want to have a balance right not too much zinc not too much copper and so um, if you think that you may not have enough zinc because you're a vegetarian um, definitely go get your zinc checked your uh, blood test checked um, you can ask for RBC zinc level and that's going to tell you how much zinc you have um, And if not, if you can't get zinc because you're a vegetarian from animal foods, then you can always get zinc, you know, in the form of a supplement, for example. So we talked about healthy protein, um, iron, and zinc, right? So I'm going to be talking about three more nutrients that are um, raw materials, basically, for us to make our healthy thyroid hormone. And the next one is vitamin A. And I feel like vitamin A gets really kind of you know put on the back burner or no one really talks about it you know everyone's all about like vitamin d or vitamin b or vitamin c for example you know and those are like really good ones right but vitamin a is actually also really important because it forms um it is a source of raw material for you know uh to make the conversion from free t4 to t3 thyroid hormone So vitamin A is really easy to measure in the blood and is usually found in liver meats, in organ meats, um, and especially egg yolks. So I love liver and I love egg yolks and I always recommend my clients to eat them because they're very nutrient dense and high high sources of vitamin A. And also egg yolks have like, you know, cholesterol, which is great to make um, sex hormones in the body and also other hormones. Um, And... Some people are actually um, deficient in vitamin A especially uh hypothyroid people. So you can try to get vitamin A through these foods like organ meats and eggs. And you know some of us also have the genetic variant of you know having problems converting vitamin A into its active form. And so because of this I also recommend you know taking like a supplement um or a multivitamin that actually has the converted form of vitamin A um and that is going to be retinol. So beta-carotene is converted into retinol. And so if you have retinol in your multivitamin, that's great. Because you don't know if you have a genetic variant, right? Like most of us don't know if we have some sort of genetic impairment that causes us to not convert things well. So just to be on a safe side, always get like a multivitamin that, um, or a B-complex that has the converted form of the vitamin. And the next nutrient is iodine, and I think most of you might know this like iodine is a pretty important one for the thyroid. It is really important um um to you know also to make the conversion from t four to t three thyroid hormone and before you supplement with iodine um you really want to be aware of how much selenium you're getting so selenium is the next nutrient that i'm going to be talking about so iodine you don't want to you know straight away just like take a lot of supplements for because um, there's a very high risk that if there's too much iodine you can move into the hyperthyroid state and so hypothyroid to hyperthyroid you don't want either you want to have a good balance optimal thyroid you don't want to be on the extreme ends Right, so iodine, um, you know, definitely check your selenium levels first. And so, and you can get it from foods. I like to get it from foods better than just like a shot of iodine. Um, And the best source is seaweed. I love seaweed. So, you can do like dulse and kelp or wakame. Um, And these might seem really weird if you're not used to having them. Um, So, when you buy them in like a dry packaged form, what you do is usually some of them you have to soak them first in water so that it becomes more softer and then you can add them to soups or you can you know drain the water out and then put it on top of your meals or in your salad for example Um, what i like to do is i will make bone broth like chicken bone broth and then um, once i flavored it and stuff when i'm ready to drink it i will add the wakame in while I heat the soup up and then it becomes you know, it becomes like really soft and like really green and nice, and then I'll add salt into my bone broth to flavor it, and then I'll drink that, and it is so amazing it's great. Um, and also, you know, you can have iodine in seaweed, especially shrimp and crab, but obviously seaweed is usually really expensive, almost everywhere. And also, you if you want to have high quality of seaweed, that's also going to be, you know, a lot of money. Um, and so, you know, if you're on a kind of a budget, def- definitely just go for seaweeds and try to get like kelp sprinkles. So in the supermarket... Um, this is for the people in the states um if you there's a brand that's called something uh, something about getting kelp sprinkles from maine i know it's from maine and so you can just get like a bottle of that and it's kelp sprinkles mixed with like other types of herbs and then you can just you know sprinkle it onto your rice onto your pasta whatever like it's great it has a good flavor with black pepper in it Um, and so that's one way of getting iodine into your diet And so the last nutrient I want to be talking about is selenium. And a lot of us have, uh, actually it's a very common nutrient deficiency because um, the soil content is not very good now compared to years before. um, You know, due to like monoculture, crop farming, and a lot of topsoil erosion. And so we really want to be thinking about selenium because it's also one of the raw material for not only conversion of T4 to T3, but also for the synthesis of T4 hormone itself. And so um, the best sources is actually Brazil nuts. Um, If you can eat two to three nuts a day, that would be great. Also, you know, don't go crazy with this because there is a thing of um, selenium toxicity. Um, and you know if you don't want to eat brazil nuts you can try to supplement about 200 uh, mcg per day Um, usually the brazil nut works because you can just you know pop them in your mouth while you're cooking or some of my clients they just add it to their smoothie it's just you can't really taste it anyway and also for lab testing you can um you know try to get like a rbc selenium level tested um it's often unavailable and you know serum level is actually more common but if you can test your selenium especially um, before you add in any iodine supplements um you know you definitely want to check out your selenium first and if you know if you're just like super worried about all of this obviously just always work with a professional practitioner um, you know, and that's gonna help you. Like for example, for me, I would actually ask for a specific nutrient and lab testing for thyroid patients, for my thyroid clients, so, um, and then they can bring that letter to their doctor so that they um, they can advocate for themselves, and the doctor knows exactly what they need. And so you know if you ever feel like you need trouble talking to your doctor and advocating for yourself like hey i don't only want tsh to be tested i want all of these other tests so that i specifically know if i have a thyroid issue or not definitely um you know reach out to me i'm really i would be really happy to like draft out a quick a quick letter for you even though you're you know you if we're not working together or anything because i solely believe that a lot of women have thyroid issues um yeah so um so today this episode you know is just mostly about thyroid nutrients and where you can find them in foods so just a quick recap we have protein iodine selenium vitamin a zinc and iron so these are the six that you should pay attention to and try to get most of the foods as much as possible um if you have any questions or if you have any Dietary restrictions, you know, leave a comment below. I can try to like work around it because there's always a way to help your thyroid to improve even if you have some kind of food sensitivity. You know, like some people are sensitive to shrimp, for example, but you can always work around that. Um, So I want to know, like out of all these foods that I talked about, which ones you have tried. Um, And if you have a thyroid issue, hypothyroidism or hypothyroidism, I want to know what your experience is like when, um, you know, eating on a daily basis. Like what do you avoid? What do you find helps you? Like I really want to know because I think it's really important to share our experiences um, together and also learn from each other. So that's all for today and for this week. Next week, I'm also, I'm hoping to talk, you know, maybe a little bit more about sleep or something else. I haven't quite decided yet. So stay tuned. Um, And and, um, I've always, you know, I always want to hear from you. So if you have any comments or any feedback, just drop them in the comment box below. If not, I'll see you next week.